What is up, everybody? This is Recap Rewind. I'm JLag, and this episode is recapping and reviewing Riverdale Season 6, Episode 1, and it's called Chapter 96. Welcome to Rivervale. This episode and this week, NB is out on vacation, but joining me this episode, you may know her from her flawless Twitter account, No Context Riverdale. If you haven't, check it out right now. Our friend Macy, welcome back to Recap Rewind. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me. I'm super excited, especially for this episode. There's a lot to talk about. (laughs) Lots and lots to talk about. So perfect person to have on the pod. Um, Make sure you guys check out and stay until the end of the of the episode we're going to do our recap roundups our mvps our lvps best moments wcf moments and best lines so stick around for that and as always to to our continuing listeners and our brand new ones thank you so much for joining us don't forget to like comment and subscribe to the channel let us get into this episode yes so right off the top just general impressions without getting into too much what were your thoughts on this episode I did not know what to expect. Yeah. Truly, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Everything was just so off about that in a good way. Like, mm-hmm. it, of course, it's like Rivervale. So, of course, things are going to be off. But I did not expect the things that happened to have happened. Yeah. And I was just like in shock the whole time. I was like, what's going to happen next? Like, I have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. So. And it's yeah. almost like in a in a like you were saying it's in a good way because mm-hmm. you're really like not watching you're watching Riverdale but it's not Riverdale. So it's yeah. very very confusing and it's tied into the same storylines from last season so you're just like is this real? What is happening? How is this going to work? Like yes. because I think Roberto even said that these five episodes tie into the rest of the season right. like you can't just watch the rest of the season you have to watch these five to understand what's going on it's yeah. like how is this going to how work how is that going to connect and you're absolutely right and one of the things that we were arguing in the very beginning was uh when we first found out about these five episodes was it's not an au it's not an alternate universe right. that was said originally mm-hmm. But um, R.E.S. is a liar, (laughs) clearly, because there's no way. I mean, I can't imagine it being any more than that. Exactly. Like, because any theory that you have about Rivervale, it's like, oh, it's a dream. It's uh, Jughead's book. It's something like that. And it's like, well, that doesn't really make sense if it's all canon, basically. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know what to think. (laughs) Anyway, we'll get into more of those details and continue to theorize as we get through the episode. So let's start off right off the top. Um, Starts off with Jughead narrating, Welcome to Rivervale. And he plays this Alfred Hitchcock-y kind of character, looking at the camera, talking to the audience. And he kind of goes through and starts visiting everybody. He starts with visiting Fangs and Tony. And their drama this week is they're tired from baby Anthony. He's got colic. He's crying, crying, crying. Um, and then he, he pops into Pop's diner. Tabitha is getting the keys from the new landlady because they're moving in together, as we know. And then uh, it pops into the he pops into the Pembroke and Veronica and Reggie are, of course, 
doing a jog, getting all fit while they're running a new business, <laughs> which is two things that I can't do at the same time, clearly. <laughs> uh, and then we have the Cooper residence. Frank is helping Alice with fixing a sink and she wants him to stay for breakfast. So we know that like there's mm -hmm. some some things are happening there. And then finally ends off at the Andrews residence where basically Jughead has like a very awkward moment where he's like, you don't want me to get into this, but my best friend and my ex-girlfriend are upstairs. Um, and it cuts to Betty and Archie in bed and Archie's waking up almost from the dream that we had from the season finale, which is when there was a bomb that was discovered under his bed, planted by Hiram allegedly, and he wakes up from the explosion. And he even goes on to say to Betty, like, this is, it was, it was such a weird dream because we were in a place called Riverdale and even Betty was like Riverdale with a D. And it's weird because like on the other side of it, we're like, no, Riverdale with a V is crazy. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Like that just opens up a whole thing about it being Riverdale being a dream this whole time. And it's like, I can't. I can't put any more of these theories in my head. Like yeah, it's yeah. it's so much. It's and that's much. only like the the first maybe three minutes of what you just said. It's just the first three minutes of the show and it's like already so much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're already just like, okay, so what's happening? This person's doing this and yeah. okay, cool. So in the scene in the bed, um, it cuts to Kevin. He gets uh he calls and um he's like, You guys need to come to the woods. So then it cuts to the woods. And he was running around and he found a deer that's been sacrificed on a stone. And there's symbols, rune symbols, um, you know, written in blood around this deer. And Cheryl shows up with like her gang of girls <laughs> and tells them to leave. She says that they're on <laughs> she's like Boston property. You cannot be here anymore. Um, I wrote down who are all these girls outside of Britta? Like who <laughs> is this like the whole cheer squad? Like what's well, the deal? <laughs> Well, I, in the finale, uh, Cheryl said she was starting a school for girls. So right. it's a school. But also in my notes, I wrote, whose parents would let their kids go to this? This like, is what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm like, I unless mean, it's an orphanage, I'd get that. But yeah, it has I, to be because there's no way some people's some kids parents would be like, yeah, we're gonna let our let child this... live with this crazy woman, <laughs> like roam the woods wearing some very interesting choices of outfits. Um, so anyway, so that's happening. Another mystery, again, to your point, dropped on us. What is mm -hmm. this deer? Why, what is Cheryl doing? We know that she's kind of getting into the pagany, wiccany stuff right now. So, okay, a deer is killed in the woods. Cool. Then it cuts to our guy, Dr. Curdle Jr., in his office. My man. Your man My is man. back in this world. But he's like, a doctor like he's like a generalized yeah. like physician in this world which is really interesting i was not expecting that um <laughs> i'm getting a little ahead of myself but he has long hair like yeah yeah wow like I was, <laughs> i'm very very intrigued with dr curl jr this season <laughs> yeah 100 i was like this is an interesting take and he's not just talking about bodies and death but I'm guessing um, he's the only doctor in Rivervale. Yeah, exactly. Because um, he's and doing it, everything. Yeah, and they never really had, now that I think about it, they've never had any, like, hospital scenes 
where they have actual doctors in Riverdale. Like, there's never, like, a real doctor. Uh, yeah. yeah, Um. there's Dr. Patel that they've gone to a couple of times. Okay. I, I watch this show a lot. So I know, I know <laughs> no, like, you know random all. stuff like this. And then there was Dr. Masters, who the Black Hood killed, but he was talked about a little bit in, like, the earlier seasons. Got it, got it. But, yeah. So... <laughs> He's the one now. Yeah. I guess he's the go-to. <laughs> he's the only one. Yeah. So it's um, Fangs and Tony, and they're talking to him, saying that Anth- uh, baby Anthony, he uh, he diagnoses him with colic. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the part that it starts to like take a little turn again, once again, uh, for the weird and the bizarre. Um, Dr. Crudle Jr. decides that the best remedy for this is to put a toad in baby Anthony's mouth. Was that, like, wasn't really... That Thoughts was that? very odd, um, but it's Riverdale. But yeah. that's even odd for Riverdale. Yeah, and that says a lot. Um, it, it's just it's kind of weird that uh, you know they were so against the toad, but you know leaving your baby in the woods did every totally yes. fine, <laughs> totally, totally fine. Good with that. That yes. makes a lot more sense. No, so exactly. And, you know, it's really interesting because I I picked up on the toad and then not to, I mean, we're spoiling it anyway as you go through this episode, but like there's spiders involved at one point, there's cockroaches mm-hmm. involved at one point. So then I was like, is it like a nature thing? Oh. Is it like certain now elements I'm- or insects tie into something? Like I, but then I was like, I, I haven't, I don't, I don't know if there's a big connection there, but who knows? Huh. That no, I think you're on to something. I really think you are because I don't want to get ahead, but um with the um the spider, you know, mm. that's a very Cheryl thing. Very much. It, yes. Maybe she had something to do with the frog, mm. but since they didn't do the actual remedy, she f- tried to find a different way to I have a theory coming up once we get okay, more let's into, get into it. That. But All right, yeah. Cool. Okay. So they obviously decide that they're not going to do that. Then they move on. Then it cuts to the new apartment. Archie and Betty are helping Tabitha and Jughead move into their new apartment, which isn't the nicest, but they're moving in. And um, it's really cute. There's a moment where Tabitha and Betty have a really quick conversation. And um, she talks about how, you know, like you're with Archie. Like, I guess that's a thing now. And Betty has a really sweet moment where she says, you know, I feel like all my high school life, I was thinking about who I was going to end up with. Was it going to be Archie or was it going to be Jughead? Um, and uh, now, like, she's she's like, now I have it. And you being, I'm sure we're going to be talking, this is going to be a Barchie, Barchie podcast, basically. But um, I know that yeah. you're a big fan of Barchie, just like we are. Um, mm-hmm. What did it feel like hearing those words come out of her mouth? It, for me, it felt almost surreal. But yeah, what was your take? It just, it felt so nice to see that n- nobody was fighting over each other or feeling jealous or anything like that. It was just like a nice, like Betty and Tabitha just having a nice conversation, like supporting each other. It was just like really nice because for so many seasons, there's been these, you know, who's dating who, like people are secretly jealous and all this stuff. And now it's just yeah. like, you know, we're both happy and we're both happy for each other. And it exactly. was just really nice to see something different like that for sure i agree 100 
Um, so then it cuts to our other favorite new couple, um, Veronica and Reggie are in her office and she's talking to one of her buddies in New York who are, who's basically kind of pooping all over her idea of this casino saying like, it's just a temporary thing. You're probably going to get back here in New York sometime soon. Yeah. And so she hangs up with him and Reggie kind of doubts her. He's like, are you really serious about staying for this casino? Like, what's your deal? And she kind of has to reassure him and say, like, no, no, no. Like, I'm in here for the long haul. What's your first take coming back from season five, like to season six? What's your first take on like the Rocky storyline that they're kind of giving Veronica and Reggie like right out the gate? I was actually really surprised because I thought they were going to be like a power couple going Same. right into the season. Yeah. So I wasn't expecting that, but it really seems like they just have to, I, there's some things they need to work out because Veronica is like, she seems really like work forward and not really thinking about her relationship and ev especially, you know, with the whole, um, her not giving him an office thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like she's thinking everything as a partnership and not as a relationship. So mm. I think that just goes in with how every couple seems to have a issue right now and how it like True. will tie together. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I agree with you. I was kind of surprised that it happened so early on for them. Like mm -hmm. between Archie, Betty, uh, you know, Tabitha and Jughead, they don't really have any current issues like as we're talking in this part of the episode so to see veronica and reggie already have like a little bit of strife and him feeling a little jealous or whatever you might want to call it frustrated with her it's like oh they're really setting them up to be like not super happy right now and i'm like okay yeah. that's interesting that's an interesting take but okay let's go <clears throat> so then yeah. it cuts to they're hosting a town hall meeting. I don't know why they're not using the town hall. They're doing it at the El Royale. Um, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> it's just like, okay, no, same set, set, I don't know. I remember them saying uh, in the finale, something about something about the town hall not being safe. Oh, like a, okay. a fire hazard or something. I can't remember, but yeah, it's really weird that they decided I think it actually might be because they can't have like a full group of people for COVID. So they made it smaller, smaller space. Yeah. Smaller space. So they could just have like the main people, the there. main people in there. Maybe. Okay. That, yeah. yeah I, I'd see that. That Maybe. makes sense. We'll take it. Yeah. We'll take that theory. <laughs> um, so our, our, one of the big things that Archie talks about is the fact that because they've lost Cheryl's maple trees, he wants to offer to buy every family a maple sapling so they can plant them themselves. Right. Or they have to purchase the, the tree that gets then planted in River yes. Vale. Um, to, I guess, like replenish that. And then they have a plan to start their own, I guess, maple syrup company. Um, and then this kind of gets back to Cheryl because it cuts back to Thornhill. And Cheryl talks about how the trees are dying. She's talking to her. I don't know, children of the corn, who knows <laughs> yeah. what you want to call them. And um, she says, we have to go back to the old ways, the Wiccan ways when we would offer things up to the maple maiden, something called the maple maiden. Um, and then she goes on to say, Archie is also trying to steal her thunder and her maple magic, whatever you want to call it. So she's planning something. Oh, absolutely. Then it cuts to the Andrews residence and Archie gets off the phone with his mom and he alludes to a conversation that Betty says is about marriage. 
Um, and then she kind of goes on to say, like, you know, we don't want to get married, though. Like, you know, like all of the couples that we know are that are married are miserable or dead or whatever. Um, so that kind of conversation went on. Um, but then he says, no, it wasn't really about marriage. It was about having kids. And I think in this particular moment, they both decide to, you know, they want to have kids now ish. Um, but they want to take it kind of like naturally. They want to like kind of go with the flow, see where things go. You know, Archie's clearly very gung ho. He's like, let's get married or let's have kids right now. And Betty's kind of in the same boat. So clearly they're going to want to try to have, start, start having kids. Yeah. But I don't want to gloss over the fact that Betty doesn't want a marriage. Is this something that stuck out to you at all? Yeah. What was your what was your well, thought on this? Well, first of all, I think Mary needs to chill out a little bit. She's like putting a lot <laughs> yeah, of pressure. Yeah, she's not even here. Like, where is she? <laughs> she's putting a lot of pressure on them. Like, I think they've only probably been dating for maybe a couple of months at this point. Yeah. Like, calm down, Mary. Calm down. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but I, I, I think Betty will warm up to the idea eventually. But I can, I do see where she's coming from, um, especially you know with her family's history. Yeah. just with everything you know everything yeah yeah uh she knows her mom's history and everything she just doesn't want to go down the same path in any way i guess but i think i think that'll change for sure yeah we'll see yeah and and you know it's interesting because even when she said it i was like i'm not sure how i feel about that but then you know i think because in the Riverdale canon and like what we've seen so far we've seen like the dream sequence with veronica in the white dress we never saw like the wedding dress on Betty and like, I don't know, maybe just because I can't visualize it. I'm like, yeah, girl, you don't need to get married. Like, it's fine. <laughs> like, go for it. You know, do your thing. Yeah, that's true. Which yeah. is totally fine if they don't want to get married, you know? Do your thing. Exactly. Do your thing. Um, so then it cuts to Jughead at the apartment and it's morning time. So he pours himself a bowl of cereal and a bunch of cockroaches pour right yeah. out with them. Blech disgusting so gross awful mm -mm. um not a good not a good shot i yeah i wasn't feeling that for sure mm -mm. then it cuts to the front of pop's diner and archie's giving away these or he, he's selling off these maple trees or whatever he set up something and this is when cheryl and her gang of girls come through and she says that she wants to buy some and he says no because he says like you're not even a part of the town anymore you're the one that decided to leave um if you want to rejoin then you can you're always welcome to and she basically says over your dead body because he says over your dead body like yeah. he points to her and she was like no over yours um which i guess alludes to the end of the yeah, episode she was definitely like, planning that yeah, yeah for sure for sure there was a few lines this episode that were like okay we get it something crazy is about to happen yeah. with a heart and death and okay cool. yeah <laughs> um then it cuts to our man dr crudel jr's office and uh betty's in there for a physical and he goes on to tell betty that it's going to be difficult for her to conceive a child um you know her eggs aren't do doing so great and he says that she's in good company. I mean, I don't know if that's good company, but like she's not the only one who's dealing with this. She's the fifth woman to come in that is essentially barren, which I was like, did you have to say it like that? Yeah. <laughs> also, 
that that line was very interesting like why would he say that seems like something's going on that totally. there was a reason why they why he said that so i'm not sure what but yeah, yeah. something something's up with that a but yeah me, why do you say only uh, the consolation is you know you're not the only you're one not like, alone. okay yeah. i'm like thanks for that appreciate that there's a support group for people who are barren right now and yeah. specifically <laughs> Um, yeah, definitely. The, I definitely feel that there, that's going to come up again. And especially the way that the episode kind of keeps going with um, the fertility thing coming up later um, and the poppets coming up um, that do that have to do with fertility. I'm like, I wonder where they're going to angle this. How is Cheryl going to help? Because like at this point in time, she's a bit of an antagonist. Um, and maybe this is like her way through is like to help the people of Riverdale yeah. or Rivervale have babies. Um, anyway, speaking of babies, cuts uh, Fangs and Tony. And, you know, baby Anthony is still crying a lot. And he talks about how his mom told him that back in the day, the serpents would leave their babies in the woods overnight and basically cry the colic out. Um, I just wrote WTF. <laughs> yeah so i was like what <laughs> what he, he said it so like casually and so casually tony didn't have kind of the same reaction as she did with the toad which is yeah. kind of concerning i mean she was still like what but not the same not the but same. the fact that fangs was just like it'll make him strong or something like that yeah. i was like I was like, are we what? really doing that right now, though? Like, yeah, exactly. Really going like, to leave a baby in the woods. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody thinks this is a great idea. Cool. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing, like, outside of, like, what happens at the end of the episode, I was like, that is just a little too far. Like, who? there's no one in the world that would ever do that. No. Um, But anyway, she kind of is like, all right, maybe we will consider it. <laughs> Um, so then it cuts to Veronica um, calling Reggie into a room and she's like, this is how I want to express my love for you or my compassion for you or all the things that you've done. And she's like, here is a bed of money <laughs> and cash. Um, and she says that one of my fantasies has always been to like have sex on a bunch of money. Um, I'm surprised she hasn't already done that, honestly. <laughs> same. Exactly. I, I actually was thinking the exact same thing. But I also wrote down, that sounds painful. <laughs> like, does everyone yeah. ever think about the logistics of these ideas? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound the most comfortable. Yeah, like paper cuts, like, no, I'm not down. It, I'm yeah, not down for no. that. No. No. Um, so anyway, they end up having they bang on this bed of money and i guess that's just like a band-aid solution to their clearly yeah. growing issues then it cuts to frank and alice over dinner and she's like you know our girl she's direct she yeah. knows what she wants she's gonna tell it like it is she says she likes him and then she wants him to stay the night and he says that he cannot go there um who rejects alice how how dare they she like is like insanely gorgeous how do you yeah. say no yeah i know i mean he does give a decent reason after yeah, yeah but in this moment i was like 
Alice just can't like, catch no. a break. <laughs> not not a not not again. Not, not again. again. Exactly. And she even says it herself. She's like, I yeah. always fall for these silent types. Like, what the hell is wrong with me? Ugh. But when she uh, when she was so direct with him, I was just like rooting. I was just like, yeah. let's go, Same. Alice. I was like, like, do it. Do you've it been up. through so much. You've been so sad. It's time for you to get back out there and be yeah. happy. You know, I, I was know. excited for her. Are you rooting for them? Like, are you hoping that that happens? You know, I've always been a Phallus fan and I always will be. Mm -hmm. But overall, Alice being happy has always been like my number one thing. And really? so I'm for Phallus. I guess that's what we're calling yeah, it. Yeah, I guess that's the new one. Um, yeah. I'm for it. I really think, I don't know. There's like a, we'll, we'll probably talk about it more later, but there's just like a softness between them that I really like. Yeah. And they're really open with each other. So it's different. And I mean, I wish they would have did that with Phallus. Like, where was I that know. content for the where past, you know, four exactly. years? Exactly. Five years, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know. I, I'm for it. I feel the same exact way. I would love to see them together. Um, I think they both have similar traumas, like not the same, but similar enough that they could like get through it and understand each other on a different level. Um, one of the things that I was always interested in, I brought it up with NB last season was knowing that they're going to start to pair them up together. Do we think that, you know, f like Frank is going to have a conversation about him in high school? Like what was Frank's life in Riverdale? I was wondering that too. Um, right? when exactly like when they started talking about how they were going to be paired up um i thought about that too i was like he's younger than fred right he's like yeah. the younger brother yeah uh so i wonder like if he knew the gang like yeah. what's his connection with everyone like have alice and frank known each other since high school like it would have been cool to deal? see if there was a connection there like you know like yeah. if she had a nickname for him or something but yeah. I guess maybe they're not doing that because we also don't know like did Frank leave like I know that he was a bit of a delinquent right like he kind of like was the bad boy brother wasn't he yeah I, as far he, as I remember um, he I, if I remember correctly uh he he like had well he was a mercenary and mm -hmm. then you know he was an alcoholic and Fred took the fall for his DUI and right. that like started a rift between them. And so Frank wasn't really in their life and stuff. So, so yeah, maybe there yeah. is a dark hat. I mean, it'll be interesting to your point. If they give a little bit more than they gave us for FP and Alice with Frank yeah. and Alice, then I'm down. I think that she deserves a little bit of strife, not too much. Yeah. Yeah. more happiness than anything else definitely but they're a really cute couple like both they are people. like and it, it really seems like this is the first time alice is getting her own storyline like her and betty didn't have any yeah. interaction which i love like the cooper dynamic but it is nice to see alice have her own thing going on so yeah, i really sure. enjoyed that i mean especially since <laughs> I loved them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially since the last couple seasons, especially last season was very heavy on the dynamic between Betty and Alice and losing Polly and mm -hmm. all that mess. So you're right. Having kind of her on her own, doing her own like 
mom thing, I'm into it. Yeah. I'm totally into it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so then it cuts to the Andrew's residence in the living room. And again, Betty and Archie are talking about having kids. And he says, like, I'm willing to support you in the journey of whatever we end up doing. Because she even starts to talk about wanting to adopt now that she knows about the situation with her eggs. And um, she wants everything. She says she, like, she, I think more than anything else, she still kind of does express, like, I want to have a child with you. I don't know what that really entails. Like, I want to have a blood child with you. But, like, all we know is the ch the the need and want for a child is like increasing by the minute <laughs> between yes. the two of these the, it's this, like this it has to happen now apparently yeah exactly how do you feel about that i know that there's been some twitter twitterverse talking about you know this is too soon and of course the the varchi fans are like they moved yeah. in so quickly and blah, blah 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 so like what are your what are your thoughts on this baby talk right away I I didn't I did not expect it you know before we saw the first promo like I was totally not expecting that at all um I do think it's too soon like especially because mm. we kind of did the Tony storyline being pregnant having a baby sure. and so it's kind of like we're doing it again this season like when's Veronica gonna have a kid and then we have the storyline again like yeah so yeah. I I think think like maybe not right now is the best time, which I don't know how, if she's actually pregnant, you know, in this Rivervale, like, is she in Riverdale? Like, yeah, that, that's so I don't really know the logistics sure. of this. So I'm not sure if it's like real. Yeah. So, yeah. but I do think it's a little soon. I think it's a little soon too. I think it needed a little bit more time. We never got them as like a couple just enjoying each other yeah, and adventuring right. together and doing things outside of trying to have a baby. Like, yeah. you know, even the Bughead fans out there got like the sleuthing and like the detective work outside mm -hmm. of the romance between right. Jughead and Betty. So I'd like to see a little bit more of that partnership that we saw glimpses of throughout mm -hmm. last season and throughout the last four seasons really. But I'd really like to see a little bit more of that before they get to the baby thing. Right. But I really think that the resolve is going to be they're likely not going to have a child in the next little while, probably not by the end of the season for sure. I know that that is their long game and that's what they've teased from the beginning. RAS has always said, like, it's going to pretty much end when Archie has this child, right, <clears throat> or has a baby. And, uh, yeah, I think it's a little too soon and probably they're going to end off being like, this is too fast. Maybe we should slow down. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. We have a bit of trauma to deal with and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So let's I just do enjoy think living together. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like one thing at a time. Yeah. Please. Um, so speaking of babies, it cuts to Tony in the woods with baby Anthony crying his eyes out. And they bump into Cheryl, who I guess they were in the woods. So obviously Cheryl's going for a walk in the woods in the middle of the night. Of course. Typical. Um, and she she takes the baby and he stops crying almost right away. And she's like, how did you even do that? And Cheryl says, I have this like special perfume co concoction. And she uh, says, I can, I can give you like something that's a little bit more you know, long lasting, if you agree to kind of help with something, help with a ritual, I think she even says. And Tony says, like, what do I have to do exactly? And she says, for now, you just have to kind of watch and kind of be a part of it. 
um, and then we'll take it from there. So Tony kind of becomes, and I didn't even realize this probably until like the last few frames of the episode, or probably even until the episode was over, that she slowly starts to promise things to different parts, different people yeah, in the episode. Yeah. Because I was like, what is she planning to do? So Tony, I guess, is her first technical recruit. And then she goes on to do the similar, a similar thing to everybody Yeah, and else. you you see it all come to fruition at the end because yeah. everybody has a part in the yes. ritual that yes. she, like, she helps them, they help her, and right. that's how right. they all got there. Yeah. Exactly. So then it cuts to Tabitha waking up screaming um, that something's biting her and she's freaking out. Jughead says there's nothing there. Um, and then they go back to bed. The next morning, he wakes up and he in the shower, um, she sees bites on his back. And she's like, yo, we got bed bugs. We got something like this is a mess. Like what's going on? Um, they really honed in on Tabitha being terrified and scared of like mm -hmm. literally every insect. And don't get me wrong, not a big fan of insects myself, but yeah. I don't understand why they focus so much like on the bites. Like, what was it all about? Like, why did we have to have like three extra scenes for us to confirm that they need to get an exterminator? I was kind of confused by that. Yeah, that is true. Was it weird um, to you or was it just it, like? No, it was weird. And I definitely noticed like Tabitha being so afraid and Jughead was like, we'll just, you know, bleach the sheets. And she's like, no, 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 you can't do that. And all this yeah. stuff. And it was like. Yeah there must be something else with it. Like maybe Tabitha is afraid that this is jinxing them living together. Like she's True. really worried about her first time living with a guy, you know, being ruined or something. So mm -hmm. I think there's more to it with that. I like that. I like that theory for sure. So then it cuts back to Thornhill. Cheryl is telling all the girls to make poppets, these little totems. Um, and then it cuts to Archie the next morning with the boys getting this field of the saplings, they want to like dig it up and put the saplings in there. But instead, it's these poppets that they made the night before, like with sticks, and they're all kind of put in the same area that they were going to plant the trees. And obviously, Archie gets like annoyed, frustrated, he talks to Betty later, and he says how everybody was like freaked out and all the boys were kind of nervous the entire time. <clears throat> and she looks at the poppet. And Betty says that it seems very similar to a cold case that she came across. And she says, like, can I borrow this? I'm just going to do a little bit digging. Our girl doing the sleuthing, of course. Mm -hmm. um, and then it cuts to Reggie and Veronica talking through the blueprints, the casino blueprints. And she did not even give this poor man an office. Like, what the hell? <laughs> what, what the was hell? she thinking? <laughs> like, I, I, I can't even, like, imagine, like, how did she not think of that? Like, I'm so frustrated, <laughs> like season by season, I'm frustrated with this character and I want her to have what she deserves in terms of a great storyline. And we know that she has the potential to do it. Um, she had such a great setup, even with Hiram mm -hmm. as a support. And she's just becoming such an unlikable character. And I don't know why they're doing it. And I don't know what the like what the end result is. Like, how could you be such a careless person? You're not focused on that means that you're literally focused on nothing but the business and yourself. Yeah. If you can't even think about getting an office for your boyfriend, like what is wrong with you? Yeah. And business I partner. I don't know what her deal is. Something's off, but you know, something's off about everything, but definitely yeah. something 
I don't know. She's very focused. I, I feel like she's focused on something maybe we're not, we don't know about yet. Something's maybe. like, I don't, I don't Distracting know. Distracting her maybe? You're yeah. Yeah. Especially because of the casino thing. Like they're like, are you sure this is what you want? So they're kind of iffy about that. Right. So it's, it's just like something's got to be more to it. I don't know. Yeah, I really don't know what her end game is at this point in time because, you know, I of course I want her and Reggie to work out and have this like great thing, but a part of me almost feels like they're just doing these little things just to give her a storyline. But her storyline wasn't is, a strong start for her. No, it, it wasn't not a strong at all. start. I was pretty, I was very disappointed as I have been for a little bit of time with Veronica's character and how she just kind of flounders through her life and constantly just thinks about herself. She never really gets in and does anything for anyone else. Like it's kind of wild. Anyway, that's their drama right now. Cuts to our boy, Kevin calling Archie saying that he went for a run and someone ripped all of the maple trees out of the area that they just planted them. So Archie gets pissed off. He storms into the council meeting that was happening in someone's office, I think. And, uh, accuses Cheryl of doing it and Tony stops him in his tracks and says actually we were just talking to Cheryl and she is going and Thornhill is going to be hosting a like festival for the entire town like a fall festival and everyone's invited and Tony has just accepted a, like for all of Rivervale to go to this this festival mm-hmm. um and Archie just kind of has to sit there and be like okay cool I guess this is what's happening. Um, then it cuts to Betty, um, and he, she's going through the old evidence that she found in the cold case, and she finds another old poppet, exactly, almost exactly the same as the one that um, Cheryl was making, and she very distinctly reads like the tiniest writing that says RB, and she makes the connection that it's Rose Blossom. I didn't. I didn't I make that connection. I was like, RB. Yeah. RB. <laughs> She immediately knew. Yeah. She was like, Rose Blossom. Got it. (laughs) I know. I was like, who is that? Who could that be? Maybe if I had like a time, if I paused it and I like actually like just like sat and listened, I was like, maybe she can get it. True. You don't have time. There's so much going on. It's true. It's true. (laughs) Um, So then she obviously goes and stops over to Cheryl's and sees, um, she she kind of walks and she got in. She says she got in with a little bobby pin. And of course, and Cheryl's like, what are you doing here? And she talks about this cold case. And apparently a drifter was found dead on their property with a poppet stuffed in his mouth. Is that correct? Is that was yes. that what you got from the story? Yeah, and- he was like in, on the little sacrificial thing that the deer was on. Right. Yeah. So they don't really get into any detail like we just got like the very quick scene of her confronting her and then like nothing after that and it's hard for me to believe that betty didn't get answers from cheryl after that interaction um betty kind of that's when betty starts acting weird after Mm. that like at the maple festival she's like so off and i feel like something with cheryl happened in her house very good they talked about something like she talked about the infertility or something Mm. because that's when she just acted just not herself you're absolutely right i think you're absolutely right that's very true but i wonder why they didn't show us that scene maybe it would have been too much bait to know what happens by the end of it i think maybe 
they'll come back to it. Maybe mm. Cheryl will talk about how she fooled everyone. Cause my theory, I get, I guess I'll say my theory. Yeah, go uh, for it. Okay. So I think Cheryl did all these things to them. She made all these issues happen. So they'll come to her mm. um, and she can fix them. And in return, she gets their help. Right. And so basically with, uh, Betty, she, you know, helped her with that. And um, just that, I feel like that's what it is. You know, everyone is just helping Cheryl because they want their problems fixed that Cheryl caused in the first place that they right. come to her. Right. So I, that, I think that, 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 yeah, I mean, because it seems like everyone has a problem except for Kevin. Um, Which yeah, he's just Kevin. calling everyone. <laughs> <laughs> he's literally just jogging, running around, and calling people. That's he he calls people week. maybe like four times in the episode. And yeah, like, is that just his job now? <laughs> Even all the way to the end of the episode, he gives people calls. So true. That is so funny. Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, yeah, something's that's, with that for sure. That's a good theory. I like that actually. I like that a lot. So. With that, it cuts to Frank talking to Alice, and he kind of tells his full story. He says, when, he was, when I was a mercenary, I had to, you know, I had a, a wife and a kid. And um, when, like, but it was all a secret because he was a mercenary. But when it came out that he was a mercenary, they got killed. Is that correct? He, he doesn't really, like, finish his sentence. So yeah. I'm not like, did they die or did they leave you? Like, yeah, the fact the that he didn't... Um clarify like obviously i feel like maybe they want us to assume but at the same time it's like okay if you don't directly say something in riverdale like i don't trust you. yeah 100 percent. unless you so, said that you buried your daughter or yeah. child and your wife then i think they're gonna come back to life i'm yeah. gonna need to see the obituaries because yeah. i don't believe you <laughs> exactly but 100%. he said he wants to get back into it eventually so I'm guessing maybe they are, or at least the wife. Um, but that was a very soft moment. I that loved was, it. Was, I love how sweet. vulnerable Frank is. And like he, he even teared up and she like cupped yeah. his face. That was really sweet. It's very sweet. Great acting between the two of them. Yes. It shows his range, obviously, because he like is this burly guy, but then like has these emotional moments. He's mm -hmm. had them with Archie, but it was really sweet to see him with Alice. Yeah um super super sweet um but yeah still don't know if he they got killed a bit of a mystery but yes they're gonna take it slow and they're gonna go to the maple fest together so then it cuts to pop diner and cheryl sees tabitha and her bites and she she's like oh my god like what happened there and she girl offers, you know yeah she knows what's <laughs> happening there's spiders in there that you put in there mm -hmm. um and she offers to help, um, but she again says she needs her to participate as well as Jughead in this Maple Festival situation. Um, then it cuts to Thornhill, and she is teaching her children of the corn to make a sin pie. Um, her master class in her cooking. Her master, her cooking master class. Exactly. It's like Selena cooks. It's like Cheryl cooks. Yeah. Um, and. Um, she says how back in the day someone would eat this pie someone who's brave and strong to carry all the sins of the town i was kind of interested in this concept actually i was like can we bring sin, pa sin pies back? <laughs> 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 cute <laughs> carry yeah. all the shit for everybody else let's do that 
Um, so obviously she's going to be giving it to someone right away. The, my first thought was like, brave, strong. It's Archie. Like this poor yeah. guy is going Who to. Else? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so then it cuts to Archie and Betty talking about Cheryl being shady at Thornhill. So that same conversation, which now to your point, if she didn't divulge all the information that she gave, because she basically said like, it was a dead end. Cheryl didn't really, she gave me the runaround and getting mm -hmm. information. So I'm going to snoop when we go to this Maple Festival. If she lied to him in this point in time, I'm like, interesting. Yeah. It creates a bit of, I mean, he's dead, I guess now, but I mean, yeah. spoiler alert. <laughs> but <laughs> um, anyway, we'll get to that. So mm -hmm. then it cuts to the Maple Festival and Betty and Archie right from the beginning bump into Fangs and Tony and baby Anthony's great. And she says, uh, Tony says to Archie, like almost off offhandedly says, good luck. Like she says, good luck. And he's like, what? Good luck to what? Like, yeah. very confused. And then she just like walks away. She doesn't even like give any explanation. Um, yeah. I think, see... I think she's a little off too. Yeah. Like everyone. Everybody's got something off. going. Yeah. yeah, for sure. They know this whole big plan that mm -hmm. happens. So then Cheryl is talking to Veronica about Reggie and how he's feeling insecure. I think that's the shot. Oh, wait. No, that happens a little bit. No, that does happen at that point in time. They're doing like the the cutting, right? Like they're doing the Well, there's the pancake eating contest first. <laughs> right. Pancake eating contest first. True. Which um, Jughead acted really odd. Very weird. Because he's like, he I like, need I somebody. Love you. Well, oh, but also afterwards when he like grabs oh, yeah. Archie and it's like, I love you, man. And you would think that like, oh, he's just like overstuffed and like, yeah. but, but the way like Archie looks at Jughead and how long that part was, something was weird. Something was like sus. it was just really odd. Right. Um, and even before that, actually, that I, you're right. Cause that happens a little bit later. Um, Veronica talks to talks to Cheryl about Reggie and how he's feeling insecure and Cheryl has an idea. So like, again, going around recruiting people. So she's already, mm -hmm. she's now recruited Reggie or Veronica. For, for the, for the, the hitting for, of the, the head. For the thing, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, um, yes, then they have the, the pancake eating co competition. I wrote down the 800 freaking pancakes. <laughs> like... That sounds a little excessive, but okay, cool. Yeah, I think Archie ate 119. 119, and Jughead ate 116. I was actually surprised because Jughead is usually known to be the one to, like, yeah. chow it down in the comics. So I was like, oh, he's going to eat, like, 200. But anyway. Wait a second. No, no, no. I just figured it out. I just Do figured it. it out. Yes. They they were all supposed to lose. Right. So Because remember, became... Veronica... Because Veronica says to Reggie, well, you were supposed to lose anyway. Oh, yeah. That just that just makes sense now. Blowing. Yes, that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. You're absolutely right. So let, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. <laughs> Look at us. We're, you're what so a smart. revelation. <laughs> um, so Cheryl goes and talks to Allison Frank. I don't know how she even like brings up a conversation about their troubles, but basically she's like, Same. she ropes them in. And I was I like, I put that in my what? notes. I was like, why would Alice? At, tell Cheryl. So Cheryl must have come up to them and be like, hey, how's it going? Like yeah, baiting yeah. them to talk about it. For sure. For sure. Um, and but what was their issue? Their issue was just like uh okay, so Cheryl says like if you guys want to move past like your issue, like your, your traumas past stuff, and yeah. Issues, yeah. 
that you're gonna have to she never really said what she's gonna do but it's something for sure yeah, like some yeah. kind of potion or something like right, that right it's all very interesting stuff so yes then it cuts to the two hotties shirtless hotties archie and reggie mm-hmm. and they're cutting these logs and reggie does lose and veronica does reassure him like you were supposed to lose yeah you were so smart that is a good catch wow 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 um so yeah at this point in time everyone that we know is in on this whole jam Mm -hmm. um poor archie is basically a lamb to the slaughter at this point um and uh at the very end, it says Archie's stack. I wrote down Archie's stack to becoming the Maple King. But at the very last second, Betty challenges him. So yeah. this again is, I mean, I don't know if she would have known that she would have won, but at least partnered up. Either way, they would have gotten this pie, right? So. Yeah. Uh, I The way that they didn't even show like Betty winning, I was just like, okay like (laughs) like show us the bullseye yeah yeah it's very odd but i think the whole thing was the pie yeah for sure archie was supposed to eat the pie he was supposed to eat the pie yeah (laughs) um so they do this axe throwing he gets almost gets a bullseye and then she gets a bullseye because it's assumed that she does and then she becomes the queen and he gets this consolation pie the second second win then it cuts to home and Betty finds out that these little poppets are actually fertility dolls and they're about to eat this pie. There's actually a very sexual shot where he sticks his fingers in yeah. to the pie. <laughs> just like I guess that. that's what happens when you come on at nine, eight central now, like <laughs> late at night, we get shots like that. We get some soft core, a little bit of yeah. soft core in there. Okay, cool. <laughs> I was like, they're really going there with them. All right, let's do this. I don't think they're actually fertility poppets, though. I think Betty just said that because Mm. it doesn't make sense that they would have made all those poppets and put them in the maple saplings. That doesn't really make sense for the whole town, you know, and it's just for Barchi, you know? Right, exactly. Unless, I mean, unless there's a connection with the fact that there's all these women who cannot yeah conceive, yeah that's true right? so like okay, maybe there's yeah. like a whole thing there mm-hmm. but again i don't know why anyway anyway it's it's always weird because i always feel like cheryl has this master plan and even if it is for good like why girl why can't you just explain that to everybody like by the way i'm just gonna plant these little fertility poppets so like don't worry about it it's not a big deal so clearly we have to think that it's diabolical so yeah, you're probably right, right. they probably aren't fertility poppets but i, I don't know connection. very it's you know it's just the first episode right maybe it'll make sense like by the fourth I, yeah <laughs> let's hope so let's hope yeah exactly um and then uh is so they have so they're eating this pie in the middle of eating this pie um she gets very horny <laughs> and she decides that she wants to have sex on that table in that moment right now and it's funny because when we reacted to the promo when it first came out they put this ooky spooky scary music on that mm-hmm. shot of her on the on the table and i was like this is very weird but then they made it super sexy with the music yeah. that they put it on this one and i was like do i feel this am i into this now like i, don't I, know I thought it was going to be like a ritual type same, thing same. like 
I thought Archie was going to get a knife out and like, yeah, or so, I don't off. know. Or but she it, was going to do something crazy. That like, was definitely knows? the vibe, but it was not. <laughs> it, it was not. Yeah, that was not it for sure. I, I don't know what happened there. But anyway, they get it on. And um, then it's the middle of the night. And Archie wakes up again from a phone call from Kevin <laughs> saying that he needs to come save Betty. She's in trouble. They took her to Thornhill. And already, I mean, this whole episode is fishy because like so mm -hmm. many weird things are happening. But already I was like how how would she even get a phone call like none of it made sense in terms of getting him there but okay yeah. he, he already he obviously like takes the bait he shows up in thornhill and everybody's doing this ritual and um betty is like adorned in this beautiful dress but it kind of looks ritualistic and she looks at archie and she says like i don't know how it happened but like I'm pregnant. Like I have a baby now. Um, but now they have to sacrifice Archie to, I guess, like make this entire thing like oh, blessed yeah. or whatever. Um, and everybody's there. So to what we were saying, we got Frank, we got Alice, we got all like everything, entire gang, Jughead's there. there. Everyone's partying in the background. And when Archie's about to kind of be like, this is messed up. Like, what are you going to do? You like, you can't sacrifice me or don't he, I think originally he was like, don't sacrifice Betty. And yeah. Cheryl actually turned around. She was like, actually in my coven, like we don't do women. It's only men. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like femi <laughs> feminism. I'm down yeah. for that. <laughs> um, and then that's when Veronica hits him over the head with the rock. And then he wakes up, he comes to, he's tied up. He's got a crown on his head and Cheryl kind of like stabs him. We see the stab. Yeah. And then like three seconds later, just like a heart surgeon pulls his entire heart right out and of his chest. And it's beating. And it's beating. <laughs> and everyone just starts dancing. Yeah. Um, and then we can't forget the fact that by the end of the episode, Jughead, our Alfred Hitchcock of the episode, comes out and talks to the audience and says, and that was the end of Archie um, in the shadow town of Rivervale but this is not the end and the mm -hmm. one thing that i noticed that i didn't notice because i feel like they showed the sign a couple of times the last shot is river welcome to rivervale and instead of saying the town with pep it says the town with heart which was mm -hmm. interesting i was like oh okay didn't catch that the first time around well um, in the first in the first part um when they show the rivervale sign i think at the bottom it said like you won't you would you don't want to leave or something like that. Oh, so I, th I so think the sign is I think the sign's gonna change each episode because it's given me like an anthology type thing, like it's a different type of story. I mean, it all connects. Yeah, but yeah. I think I think there's something like that going on, kind of like a story each episode. I'm into that idea. I don't know, but maybe we're, we're just like oh, well, sure. Who knows? <laughs> the writers are just like it's Rivervale. We're gonna just. We're just going to throw out, throw out ideas and we're going to do them, you yeah. know? <laughs> well, like now we're at the end of the episode. Um, I wrote the only question that I wrote down here was, so are we all agreeing that this is not real? Like, can you tell us what your theory is now? Like, what is your big or was it the theory with what we were it, talking about with Cheryl? It was it was the Cheryl one, but um, I like I the truly, zoom out on this, like, doesn't make sense to me. Like, I just can't I, catch it right um i've tried you know i've tried to think of theories and i'll have a couple and then i'm like but it doesn't make sense like my theories don't make sense if yeah. 
it's all canon. Like it's all like one, I don't know, like connects with the rest of the season. Like it, right. I just, so my only thing is, so my only thing is maybe Sabrina switches everything back and that Ooh. still makes it, that still makes it canon. They all remember Rivervale. So it's still like something they know, but everything gets switched back. Mm. So that I'm was, into that. That yeah. makes sense. That makes sense to me for sure. So that that's all I got. <laughs> I actually like that. I was like, I as you were talking, I was like, there must be something that has to do with Sabrina. They wouldn't have brought her right. in if it had nothing right. to do with like something important that has to do with magic or an ability that she might have. Right. So that is a really good point because you're right. <clears throat> Unless everyone is lying to us and it isn't really canon, um, the only other thing that I can think of is one of the one of the first things that came to my mind was this heart and this sacrifice and this switch and this 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 the first thing i was thinking is like we do know that by the end of season five there was an explosion how do we know that one of them doesn't have to have like open heart surgery and like That's it's true. all like a symbolism throughout every episode like some strife happens but it uh, it also feels like it's all based in reality right like everybody is building a casino and trying to have yeah. a baby so like it's so hard for me to understand everything right. it's so confusing to me right now it's it's like everything's off but at the same time there's bits and pieces of riverdale from last season that are very just them it's there yeah like you said like the casino is like something from season five that they were doing and it's like right. carried over so it's like them but not them that... yeah because like how are, <laughs> like because that's the thing like how are we supposed to assume that all these characters were just like totally just sacrifice archie like the light of the entire town and right. uh, we can just like selfishly have everything that we ever wanted like no one would ever do that in regular riverdale so the yes. fact that it escalated to this point but it is canon is very bizarre to me what parts of them confused. what parts of these characters is not them it's like yeah. Yeah. Like, what is the parts that, I don't know. Just... That being said, <laughs> we're sitting here talking about it. We're intrigued. I'm intrigued. Yes. I really want to know what's going to happen next. Yeah. I, I'm not, like, because this, this kind of stuff can get very cheesy, corny, weird, to the point where we're just like, I'm not down. But something about it is making me intrigued. And really. It's so much fun. Yeah. It's it was a lot so of fun to watch. Fun. I love it. It was a lot of fun to watch. Um, I'm going to keep moving to a, a comment from one of our listeners. Our listener, one of our listeners at Weird Take said, I feel this is, is what the time jump should have been. I actually thought this was one of the best episodes of season five, which is crazy considering this is technically its own separate thing. I think they meant season six, but yeah, um, that's interesting. So like, it sounds like there's relatively interesting reception from this. Yeah. Um, but Macy, why don't we get into our recap roundups? Are you ready for that? Yes. Recap roundups. Best, best moment. So what was your best moment? I don't even remember what I wrote down, but I think. You wrote down domestic Barchi. Oh yes, domestic Barchi. So much happens in an episode that yeah. like, I forget things along the way and I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, that happened. <laughs> that happened. Yes. <laughs> The domestic Barchi, I love, even though like the whole baby thing, rushing everything, I loved the little moments of them just talking and being like, I can't wait till we get home or 
it was just like really sweet like the little moments i really yeah, like those totally um mine was the sexy times on the table i was into it i was feeling it when he pulls her i was like let's do this i'm in i'm in i'm sold wtf moment what was your wtf moment actually i can tell you your wtf moment if you want to and then you could just talk about it yeah if you don't have the notes you wrote down the ritual question mark question mark yes yeah. i mean I, like i had like that whole ritual moment because when you first watch it, everything we talked about, like it didn't hit me until my second rewatch and talking about it that like yeah. so many things made sense. It's all connecting. So my, my first watch, it was just like, how did we get to this point? Like, yeah. <laughs> like I was not expecting any of that. So that yeah. was just like a, what is going on moment for sure. Yeah, it was wild. Um, the first thing that I wrote down for WTF moment was Tony wanting to put this baby in the middle <laughs> of the woods. <laughs> I was like, um, I don't know if this is a great idea, girl. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not into this. I don't support it. And then I also wrote down the ending was a quite quite a weird turn for sure. Yes. MVP. Who was your MVP? You didn't write anybody down. So who was your who? most valuable character of the episode? Who was? I, I have to give it to Cheryl because just everything she did was so calculated and she got what she wanted like yes she's the villain sort of the, well no she is this yeah. season it seems like but it's just like everything worked out for her how she wanted it to and it re-watching for the second time it's like you find you see these little moments and she yeah. did all that and it's like you go girl got it you do your thing yeah you know what's really funny? I struggled with this because I was like, who is my MVP of this episode? And I actually wrote down Cheryl too, because <laughs> I said, I was like, she's effing over the entire town. I'm kind yeah. of down for it. Everybody's gullible or whatever you want to call it. And you're right, she's like doing the thing. Like she's actually getting it done. It was like, very whatever smart. Whatever her mission is. Yeah. Smart cookie. She's she's getting it done. She so. killed Archie. She killed Archie. <laughs> <laughs> Things that a lot of people have wanted to do for a very long time. Where's Hiram in this moment? <laughs> yeah, exactly. LVP. Um, your LVP. You wrote down sus Kevin. <laughs> Kevin is so sus. He he's a part of this Cheryl thing. I just know it. He's yeah. calling everyone on purpose like for mm. cheryl for some reason like for something's something. up yeah Just something especially like because he was supposed to be off in like new york or something after yeah he, he, was he said he was done with riverdale he's done with riverdale yeah so blah, something blah, blah, happened blah. over the months yeah. sus kevin kevin sus kevin for <laughs> sure my lvp is gonna go to my girl veronica because i wrote mm. down even in rivervale she sucks <laughs> Even, like, i i hope something we get some some kind of something from her but yeah i i agree with that yeah yeah the, the best, best line. line um and i wrote down a best line um mine was from cheryl when um betty elects herself to do this thing with um archie the axe throwing and she says, J'adore a good plot twist. <laughs> now, looking back on it now, it wasn't even a plot twist for her because she knew that it was going to yeah, all go yeah, down. Yeah, of course. Um, um, but I just love Cheryl. She has literally the best scripts, best lines. Yes. I, so 
I made a um, a recap video for season five, like of like funny moments from the season. Yeah, I think most of them were Cheryl. <laughs> it's like be I had Cheryl. to cut some down because I was like, people are gonna get mad at me if I don't put enough Jughead or something. <laughs> but like, there yeah. were so many good Cheryl ones. Yeah, she's fantastic. Was there anything stand out that you can remember from this episode? There, there are so many good ones, but personally for me, um, when Alice said in my bed, I audibly screamed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was, I was like clapping, like you go girl. Like, Get it girl. Yeah. That, so personally for me, that, that one was love the it. best. I yes. love it. All right, so let's get into our listener round uh, roundups real quick as well. At Barchi Live says their best moment was everything Barchi. WTF moment, obviously the ending. RIP Archie question mark. Um, MVP was Tabitha for being so damn adorable. Very true. LVP, Cheryl or Abigail. Acting wise, she was amazing. I just hate seeing her like that when we know she has a good heart. No pun intended. Um, at this is Barchi said best moment the Barchi scenes because cute WTF moment the ending obviously and Dr. Curdle Jr. suggesting to put a toad in the baby's mouth um, MVP Archie because he wasn't insane unlike others LVP Cheryl because what the hell <laughs> um, best line Cheryl I'm not a virgin <laughs> when Archie yeah. goes and says that before he gets sacrificed um, at Sierra Johnson said best moment the ending I love how Cheryl is full of a full on villain now and it's really and is really owning the supernatural elements yeah I mean I'm leaning into it now so I'm just like cool I guess this is where we're going now um, WTF moment Dr. Curdle being a family doctor I don't like it please go back to the creepy more guy please <laughs> um, MVP Cheryl hear me out the subtle planning and going about recruiting people for Archie's yes. sacrifice was so well done, and I actually like the plot and excited right. to see where it goes. I think that we nailed yeah. it on the MVP this episode. Yeah, it's really funny. Uh, LVP Reggie, I got I got the insecurities, but I feel like it came out of nowhere because he seemed mm -hmm. fine before. I agree with you. That being said, they never really explore that because it's been so long since Reggie and Veronica have been together. But and I think Cheryl had something to do with the doubts. That kind of like, yeah. Yeah. It would have been cool to see her kind of planting those seeds. Cause like you were saying, like maybe she's deliberately got these. I think maybe she, we will. I think they I'd could flash back. That. And we'd mm. see her and Betty talking that we didn't see. Yeah. That little, I, yeah. We still need to see that scene. Yes. Yes. <laughs> If it happens, I'm 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 gonna tweet you. Um, okay. Best line: I didn't know if it was going to end up with if I didn't know if I was gonna end up with Archie or Jughead, but now I have a definitive answer. So cute! I love them together, and they have great chemistry. They really do. Honestly, mm -hmm. KJ Appa and Lily Reinhardt just just the ticket. Yes. Um, and then we got just one WTF moment from Atmel Extreme 84 saying Archie is sacrifice and homage to the Wicker Man minus the bees. All right, yeah. that is a take on that. <laughs> and that is the episode. I would like to take this time to thank our patrons of the episode, our Rewinder Squad, White and Nicole, our Lit Rewinders, Tina Ann, Soleil and Kate, and our Mommy Rewinders and a Daddy Rewinder, Becca, Sarah, Tamala, Grace, and Cliff. If you would like to join our Patreon family, don't forget to check us out on patreon.com slash recap underscore rewind 
And make sure you guys are checking us out on all of our socials, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes. Like, subscribe, follow, review, and comment to stay engaged with us at Recap Rewind. I want to give a big thank you, thank you, thank you to our special, special guest for the season premiere of Riverdale Season 6, our girl Macy at No Context Riverdale. Um, make sure you guys follow her on uh, her account on Twitter. It is the funniest thing that you're going to see. It's going to brighten up your day every single day. If you're a big fan of Riverdale, she knows exactly which screenshots to capture. No, you know, there's no context ever needed. It's just a nice little laugh. Nope. Um, do you have any other socials or shout outs that you'd like to put out there? Um, I have an Instagram that I'm horrible at. Uh, it's no... <laughs> It's no context RVD underscore because some child took the Stole original it. name. Uh, but yeah, I'll try. I'll try to get better at Instagram. I'll try. I but mean, Twitter is really where I am. Yeah, your Twitter game is fire. So it's okay that you're catching up to Instagram. That's totally fine. But <laughs> everyone, please check her out again. Thank you so much for joining us on this very special episode. It was such thank a pleasure. Thank you for having me. I had a blast. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks so much. And we will see you all next week. Bye. Bye.